Welcome to The How of Business with your host, Henry Lopez, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here is your host. Welcome to this episode of The How of Business. This is Henry Lopez, and my guest today is my friend, Mark Hayward. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Henry. It's great to be here. Yeah, this is going to be a, a topic that is in, in high demand as I look at the stats of what people are looking for when they come to my website or as we talk to different people is about this topic of podcasting. And of course, I'm a podcaster and so is Mark. And so we're going to briefly explore Mark's entrepreneurial journey, interesting journey as to how he got to where he is and why he decided to start a podcast. And then Mark and I are going to share our tips and experiences on starting your own podcast. If you've been thinking about starting your own show, or perhaps you already have decided to do so, but you just don't know all of the steps to get there, to get started, then this is the episode for you. You want to receive more information about the Howa business, including the show notes page for this episode, and to learn more about a special offer that Mark's going to uh, make for us here and for the listeners of the Howa business on his podcasting course. It's a great course that we're going to chat about. Then just text the word biz, B-I-Z to 772-837-5700, or just visit thehowofbusiness.com. So let me tell you a bit more about Mark. Mark Hayward is an entrepreneur, a startup and business coach, a podcaster, and a property investor. He's an ex-Big Four consultant who focused on tax technology, specializing in global mobility, whatever the heck that means, Mark. That sounds, sounds very complex, but We'll chat a little bit about that. And now Mark is an active real estate investor and has a portfolio of properties in London. And he also sources deals, real estate deals for other property investors. He's the creator and host of a business podcast called Absolute Business Mindset. And on the Absolute Business Mindset podcast, Mark interviews entrepreneurs, business owners, authors, and industry leaders who share their stories of success. He also helps others start their own podcast, which we're going to chat about, and to get booked. He also has an agency to help you get booked as a guest on a podcast. He owns uh, this podcast and agency, like I said, it enables entrepreneurs, authors, industry leaders. These are all the type of people that might be interested and that might be you listening who might be wanting to start your own show or be a guest on a show. Mark lives in London, England. So once again, Mark Hayward, welcome to the show. Hello, Henry. Thank you again. That's a great introduction. Um, I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, looking forward to our chat today. Yeah, absolutely. We've, we've known each other for some time now. We actually knew, got to know each other because of podcasting, which is one of the things yeah. we'll talk about. To me, that has been one of the biggest benefits over the last almost six years now that I've been podcasting is the people that I've been able to connect with. And you and I got to know each other through a podcast mastermind that we both belong to, right? Yeah. So uh, I want to start, though, with your journey a little bit, just briefly kind of bring us up to speed to how you got here. If I got the research right, you got a bachelor's in politics. I did. You called it political science, but yes. Political science. Yeah. So what was the idea with that? Why did you study that? Well, very basically, it was something I was good at. I didn't realize what I wanted to do at, at, at sort of 18 years old. I, um, I really just was going by flying by the seat of my pants. I wasn't, I thought I'd do something that I enjoyed. Um, and so went into politics uh, degree, learned a lot to do with UK and US government. 
Um, I, learned, I specialized in international relations, so um, interaction between states, um, and uh, did my dissertation um, on that. And uh, it really, what it's enabled me to do, um, although not business related, it, it gave me the ability to be able to um, analyze, research, mm -hmm. um, think about arguments, think about persuading, influencing people. And um, it gave me a good insight into humanity. And sort of when you're looking at governments and, and the interaction of states, it's all based around people. And so I found it useful. It's been useful for me in business because I've been able to uh, use some of those skills in my corporate career, how to influence and persuade people. But equally, coming out of that into my entrepreneurial journey, it's really given me um, an ability to be able to, to do that analysis, do my due diligence on the property side, and then be able to, because it's all about judgment, entrepreneurship, especially, it's all about judgment calls. And um, there's someone that I know who's very dear to me said to me, yeah, you need to use your nose, you need to smell out a deal and, and work out the person if they're, if they're bona fide. So it's been really helpful and useful to, to understand people. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And that's such a great point about using your nose. You know, I, I'm a very analytical person. And, but at some point, you get to a point where you have to take, as I call a leap of faith. And that's part of it too, is kind of how does it feel? What does your gut tell you? But yeah, those skills that you developed about reading people, the politics of people, I can see where that has been very useful. Now, what, what made you decide to go into uh, corporate consulting and, and take that route career-wise? Well, so I, I had just a briefly, I, I did a con, I did various contracts in central government before that, after I came out of, I see. Uh, out of, uh, out of my degree. And, but I wanted to do something different. I wanted to do something more business related and business focused. And, and so applied, got into PwC, um, actually started in, which I probably didn't need to, but I, cause I felt I didn't have the the business experience I went in as an administrator mm. and spent spent a couple of years there and and that actually was really helpful in understanding the business and understanding the, the again the politics the the how how the bureaucracy or how the business works so moved over to consultancy um, I'll tell you about global mobility briefly so essentially <laughs> what we were doing in the end was uh, there were developers who were building software for large corporates, um, and we were we were building this software relating to tax technology. And global mobility is about people moving around the world. So when I first started, it was all about um, long term assignments that 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 they call it talent that the, the the best of the crop get opportunities to be able to work in other countries so you might have a three-year stint in singapore or maybe beijing or maybe the us and um and that was how it worked for a long time and then people started to travel more and so the global mobility then developed into um, an ability to be able to track short-term business visitors. So if you're a CEO of a company, you might spend three days in Germany, back to the UK, 10, 10 days in Spain, back to the UK, in, in, I don't know, New York, and then back to, and, and we, we would, the other tool that I was working on was, was tracking their, their movements and then working out the tax that they needed to pay okay. uh, in each of those different jurisdictions. Hmm. 
Right, because I can imagine that must have been an administrative nightmare without the technology. All right, so you, you, yeah, you had a great career there. Did you start dabbling in real estate then or getting into real estate while you were still working as, as a consultant? Is that correct? Um, yes and no. So, so the podcast started first. That was my first thing. Oh, really? something outside of my corporate role and we can to go, go a little bit deeper into mm -hmm. why I chose the podcast in a minute but um the the property really occurred I went through multiple bereavements over a period of about a, a year I lost my mum my grandfather uh, and my brother quite quickly wow. and um but they all owned their own property uh, and actually had paid up uh, all their mortgages so I thought I decided with with such sadness, I would drive forward and try and make something positive out of it. So I started renting them out. I then because they were owned outright, I was then able to leverage uh, the, the value of the property to be able to buy more properties. So I've built myself a, 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 a relatively small but a decent portfolio of London properties. And, and, and I say London specifically because it is a unique market in the UK. Um, it is totally different value-wise of properties. So it's really given me a, a leg up on being able to build those, those, those property businesses. And yeah, so they came, they, they, they started in the sort of last two or three years of my time at, at, at Big Four. Um, and uh, yeah, I started then building a portfolio. Um, I then started doing some education, some studying on what you guys call wholesaling, but we call it deal packaging or deal sourcing. Mm -hmm. And and I find properties for other investors now. So it, it is often in my sort of area, like it's called a gold mine area in our area of interest. But actually, because of relationships that I've developed with estate agents, I'm actually getting across London and the odd deal in other parts of the UK, uh, just sort of matching investors with properties. So it, it's really snowballed in the sort of last year or so where I've really built up uh, some really good investors, really good relationships with estate agents, really good relationships with what we call facilitators, sort of like middlemen with investors. And, and it's just meaning that I can now, I've built, I've got my portfolio, I can then from 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 sourcing these deals to other people it then builds up a little kitty that i can buy more properties from now mm, well, that, that's great and i can see where that you know those people skills that you learned and developed come into play here as well but what led you then to leave that career because i'm sure that was not an easy decision i'm sure you're making good money you had benefits all of it how, how did that come to be that you left your career your your corporate job so I was there probably 14 years uh, between two different companies. Um, I, I was actually ready to go in March 2020, um, leave the, the job and, uh, and uh, pursue coaching and property. And obviously, I've then got podcasting and my podcast business as well. Um, but things, things were going in, into place and clicking into place quite nicely. And I, I decided to leave my longest. So I was at PwC for 12 years and I left there because I needed, so I felt I needed something different. I needed something, something new after the big change of these bereavements, I wanted to, to experience something new. So I moved to KPMG and I was there for two years. Um, but it was really getting to the point where I was having to take calls for property or for other things. And I just realized that 
I fell out of love with consulting. Um, it just didn't click with me anymore. And I just really felt that although I had properties which were earning me and I could do very well with the income plus my, my salary, um, I just felt that there was something yearning. I'd, I'd done a lot of personal development and business learning through audiobooks and podcasts for the last, I don't know, seven years, six, mm. seven years. And it just seemed to make more sense to do it on my own and have that freedom and the sort of um, ability to be able to dictate my, uh, my lifestyle based around family, uh, hobbies and things that I wanted to do. And, and I didn't enjoy that, that being in the office nine till five, well, it's never nine till five in these companies. You're, you're working long hours and being able to juggle everything else was pretty difficult. So, so I decided that I would take that break. Um, I, I, so I was ready in March, 2020. I made that break in uh, October, 16th of October, 2020. I will remember it forever. Mm. Um, and, uh, and decided that I would go out on my own and uh, yes, I was giving up, as you say, benefits and, and perks and, and, and a good salary, but I was able to quickly replicate my salary with the income. And, uh, and then everything else has just built from there. And uh, I, I don't regret it. I don't regret it at all. I think it was the best thing for me, giving me a lot more freedom, a lot more ability to be able to, as I say, spend time with my kids and my wife and my dog and 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 so it's as a lifestyle choice it's been amazing i still work probably just as many hours they just they just factored in different times of the day and it means i can take the kids to school i can drop the kids off i can have a cup of tea or cup of coffee while the kids come home and spend an hour with them and having that flexibility for me has just been amazing yeah, that's huge. And so, but, but do you, when you think back be, before the losses that you experienced and the, those years that you spent thinking about it earlier on, did you ever think you'd be a business owner, that you'd be your own boss? Oh gosh. Uh, uh, when I joined PwC at, what was I, 25, 26? No, no, no. I, and I, that's it because was... it, because it just was a foreign concept to you, hadn't been modeled. You didn't understand what that was or that it was even an option. Why was that? not even a thought i think entrepreneurship as a as a thing is either i say it's it's not it's not you you either learn it from other people or you're experiencing it with other people and my my experience of my family was that you 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 got you you did your education you got a job you did really well you worked hard and then you retire at, at um at 65 mm -hmm. well when when my dad died at 62 which was a seven eight years ago it was a, that was a real uh, wake-up call for me because no he had so many ambitions that he wanted to do. he was a great artist he wanted to move out of london he wanted to be more in nature and it was always the reasons why not doing it and and i got to that point when when he passed away at 62 63 i suddenly thought geez life is fragile and and we don't know where we're going to be. And um, and I think from that point, my life started. It was very slowly at the start, but a lot of um, talking to people. I had a, a fantastic mentor who helped me through my corporate career and sort of gave me the the the, the bedrock. He was a salesman and an entrepreneur himself, and um, and he really opened doors in in my mind 
of how I could make the property leverage because I didn't know I didn't know you could take a loan out on a on a property that you owned outright and and take the equity and and buy Mm. other properties and so from that sort of education point of view I I love YouTube I love podcasts I love audiobooks to be able to pick things up but equally you do sometimes have to pay for this stuff as well good courses do cost a decent chunk of change and so I really got myself educated and it was really because I saw my my dad die at 63 and I just thought geez I can't wait till 65 I don't I don't know if I'll make it to 65 hopefully I will and hopefully I'll be there till 100 but um it just really gave me a refocus and started making me think about making changes in my life and um and as I said I I made the change and, and to be honest it's over a year now uh, we just had my year anniversary and don't regret the change at all. Yeah, no, that's inspiring. Appreciate you sharing that. All right. So why did you start the Absolute Business Mindset podcast? Um, so it was December 2017 that I started and um, I started it as a hobby. Um, I wanted to and I really enjoyed podcasts, really enjoyed audiobooks. And I, I did I did all the mistakes that, every, that most people make. <laughs> I, but I read a lot about it. I listened to YouTube, uh, listened to podcasts, listened listen to YouTube, tried to build up my knowledge. And I just really wanted to do something outside of work that I could talk. And it, it just started with a microphone and a laptop. And I just talked into the microphone and I, I did probably about 60 or 70 solo uh, podcasts, just talking about business, talking about experiences, talking about ambitions talking about a lot of self-development early on there was a lot of things of uh, how to get the right mindset um and um and then i uh, i actually joined a, a networking group a podcast networking group in london and a guy said to me look why don't you why don't you interview me when we got mm. to know each other he's a great guy i said yeah why not let's try it did it the first time loved it and and to be honest I am blessed to have met some great people interviewing in my podcasts. Great knowledge, great experience, uh, great people, genuinely great people. I've I've started businesses with uh, some of my guests. I've I've struck long term relationships, friendships with people um, that I know and I can reach out to and have a chat and sort of brainstorm with them. So it started to snowball with, with the interviews. And I really got to that point where um, I was able to release at least one a week. I was uh, of these interviews and um, it's just really developed from there. And, and I, I genuinely love speaking to really great people. And I learn something every single interview. There's something that I take away from it that, that changes me. And yeah. for, to be honest, that's that's been an amazing experience. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that in alone is probably one of the, the, if you talk to most podcasters, me included, is one of the reasons that we do it is we're we're getting that value out of it every time we talk yeah. to someone. All right, but so let's let's go down that to the on topic first. Is the question I want to discuss first is who should consider a podcast? You know, somebody's listening to this episode so far, it's because they might be interested in starting their own podcast, and so. Yeah. We, you can see all types of people. I mean, there are millions. That, in fact, the stats right now is 2 million podcasts that are available now, and that grows every week. I've heard as much as 3,000 new shows a week. 
So I think it's a fit for all kinds of different backgrounds and people, but what are your thoughts there as to who, who should consider a podcast? Literally anyone. I genuinely believe that someone, everyone has a story they can tell. And whether that is doing something solo, I've, I've, I've taught people who have been in healthcare. I've taught people who are in finance. I've taught people that are in sales, in corporate. I've, I helped uh, one of the corporates develop an idea of a podcast. There is so much scope for everyone to be able to have a podcast, but it's got to be something you enjoy talking about. Yeah. So whether it's an interviewing or solo stuff, you've got to enjoy it because you'll know, Henry, it gets tough at times. It, it, you, you haven't got content and you're like, oh, geez, I've got to get, got to get something out. Or I, 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 I don't know sort of what the process that I need to do. And you, you, you get that, uh, you, you get that sort of brain freeze. And yeah, you, no, I mean, it's a job in and of itself. There's no doubt. It is. Absolutely. And if you love talking about something, whatever it is, and this is the beauty of podcasting, the more niche you are. So what I train people in that you really need to niche, first of all. And it's really important that you have a subject that you enjoy talking to people about if you're doing interviews. Yeah. And so so it, whether it's fly fishing, whether it's fishing or I've, I've seen I've seen fishing docu, uh, uh, podcasts, whether it's a sport, whether it's a, a business, whether it's a, a type of business, um, whether it's healthcare, whether it's uh, nutrition, fitness, there is so many different avenues and there are available listeners on any of those niches. Yeah. So I think that, that's an important point. Let's interrupt you because I think that, you yeah. know, one of the, one of the thoughts I get is I just mentioned the stats over 2 million shows and it grows by thousands every week. So the question I get sometimes is, is am I too late to this party or is there still an audience left? You, you think that there is, and I do as well, right? Yeah. Well, I, I, I equally think they're of those, what you say, 2 million, you, you say podcasters. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there's 500,000 of them that have stopped. Agreed. They've done 10 episodes and stopped. Oh yeah. At least, at least. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no so I, I still think there is scope for, and one of the things I train people and, and teach people on my course is really that you have to be consistent. You have to be realistic on your release day. If you're going to do something like um, John Lee Dumas entrepreneur on fire one a day, well, that's fair enough. That's pretty ambitious. Very and ambitious, uh, yes. that's going to be a real struggle to do that. But if it's one a week, I think one a week is absolutely fine. Um, I equally, I do think one a month is not enough. So I think you need to be consistent and you need to be realistic on what you can release. But yeah, I, I think I think there's plenty of scope for people still to 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 start a podcast and and you don't the beauty of it is a devolved medium in that a microphone a camera a laptop and pretty much you're ready to go yeah it's and not a huge investment yeah it's not and and you don't need a studio and all this stuff that some people insist on right but to be honest you don't need that well, i think people it. hide behind that as an excuse and we'll talk about here and briefly what, what we recommend from an equipment perspective at high at a high level. And then the course yeah. that I mentioned that that Mark offers gives you the complete details. But yeah, I think you can hide behind that. And then one last point, and we'll move on to a different topic on is there an audience is I think everybody has a unique voice and a point of view. 
And what you're trying to do is not to appeal to everyone in the world. You're just trying to find your tribe, your group of people that have similar interests and that connect with you. And that's what you're trying to do, I think, with the podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and someone very early on showed me a picture of 100 people and 200 people and 500 people and 1,000 people. And it's actually quite staggering how many people, like 500 or 1,000 people, actually is and if you've got a a thousand listeners that listen to you every week and they are looking forward to your 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 podcast looking forward to interacting with you on social media or or whatever medium um that's that's impactful you can have an impact on people's lives in their ears while they're driving while they're in the gym while they're walking the dog while they're cooking whatever it is and you can have a you can have a massive impact on people and there is still space as i said because people are are quitting quite early on and so i i I just think it's still a great opportunity to be able to build um a tribe and eventually monetize it there there, there's uh, maybe we'll talk about monetization later but there are many ways of being able to skin monetization not necessarily just on a pure downloads per uh per episodes so um there are there are definitely ways to be able to build businesses and and monetize outside of what most people consider the only way of being able to monetize it per download yeah agreed agreed that's been my experience as well all right before i move off the topic of who should consider a podcast we've touched on it but a couple other notes i had here is you know certainly i look at it as like a book can create a, a level of authority for you on a topic, a podcast can be used very similarly that way. So it's an opportunity to have a platform where if you deliver value to that audience, you can establish yourself in an, as an authority on that topic or one of the authorities or certainly a thought leader on this topic or arena. And that can possibly, because for a lot of us, certainly for you and I, in part, or at least for me, I should say, the podcast is about offering people other services that I offer, my business coaching, my courses, your course that we're going to talk about. So it's a platform for that as well. And then we've touched on it. Again, that's how we met. The whole networking and the people that I have met and you have met through podcasting has been invaluable. I mean, for me, certainly being the type of business owner where most of my businesses are remote to me and I am home office and isolated, This has been an incredible way for me to connect with other like-minded people. And that alone has been incredibly valuable for me. It's a great networking tool. It is. And it really is. I I was talking to someone who was a business owner and they were talking about, well, I'd really like to do a podcast, but I don't know who to interview, who to, I said, well, why don't you interview your clients? And they went, oh, why would I do that? I'm like, well, to be honest, more than anything, ignore the exposure to new audience and, and, and be able to reach new people that you wouldn't normally reach, which is true. It's, it's a, you're flattering someone to yeah. say, come on my podcast. We'll talk about your business. We'll talk about your opportunities. And therefore, it's a new way of being able to network people, network with people and build strong relationships with people. So um, I don't think people should underestimate the value of networking in, in, in a way you can like I, I spend time networking with other property guys and other business people. And um, 
and you get them on your podcast and they feel great. They feel fantastic that you've invited them on their podcast. So there, there are so many different ways that you can build your network, build your, you, you as an, are you, really important that you said that, Henry, as a thought leader. And that's why I release interviews and solo stuff. I release a, a solo stuff on Thursdays as well as my interview on Mondays because I still want to be thought as a thought leader in the business space. So for me, it makes more sense to be able to do both of these things. And then that gives me authority and, and gives me ability to be able to refer people to podcasts or in your mind, when you're talking to someone, you can reference something that someone said to you about sales or marketing or finance or personal finance, whatever it is. And because you've built up that knowledge, experience, understanding, you can then add a huge value to clients, to customers, to friends, family, uh, whoever they are, because you've built up this knowledge, understanding, experience of speaking to great guests. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. That's been my experience as well. All right. So we've touched on some of this, but I want to touch on quickly. I'm going to summarize my thoughts and then ask you a question specifically on how do I determine if I'm ready to start my own show? You know, because you have to have some of the time, you have to have the time, you have to have some realistic expectations about the show and what it's going to do for you, especially as you touched already on monetization. In my experience, if you think you're going to monetize it from day one, that may not be realistic. So you have to be yeah. honest about that, that it takes some time to build some semblance of an audience, even if it's a small audience that is gonna to lead to any kind of monetization. So you have to be realistic about that. So there's the investment of time, a little bit of money, but it's mostly the time. And then you touched on it. You have to enjoy doing this or you're gonna do like a lot, if not maybe the highest percentage of those who start a show is you'll, you'll fade out after about 10 or 20 shows. But let me ask you about the time. I know for me, uh, I've calculated it. It takes me about a total of five hours to produce and release one episode. My episodes are usually around 45 minutes to an hour. Now, I don't deliver all of those five hours. I have an assistant that helps me with the production, but that's about the time commitment, about five hours for one, one episode. What is it for you, more or less? Yeah, it's a similar, similar time. So I, I spend an hour with my guest. I used to do longer, but I, due to time commitments, I'm now sort of pinching it at about an hour. Uh, conversation um, I do maybe an hour hour and a half's research on the individual along their their journey so it might be looking on LinkedIn looking on websites looking on a one-page bio which people who want to be guests should probably have I would say it's a good idea to have something um, then other podcasts that they've been on and, and 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 just listening to their voice and and trying to build a rapport. So so that was that. That's the two and a half hours post production editing, probably half an hour. I try to keep mine quite raw. I like the 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 natural style of podcasts of the ums and ahs. I I, don't, I think it when I've tried to edit them out, it sometimes can be quite shifted and it feels a little bit unnatural um but then but then releasing releasing i've got that pretty much nailed uh can do that pretty quickly so you're probably talking about three to four hours worth of uh for a podcast interview and then the solo stuff i do some research on a subject i just did a a, a series on um 
on uh, I did Mindset Monday for a little while and then I did Small Business Thursday for a little while and then I would be researching on topics on small businesses so funding um, um, starting a business what do you need what 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 uh, in I did something that was what a uh, what post pandemic what businesses can you do or what businesses can you do at home so that probably takes me 30 minutes to 45 minutes worth of prep and then I'll talk for maybe 15 minutes or so on that subject so again we're probably talking about five or six hours uh, 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 a week for uh, for the episodes and um and and yeah it, it does take time I, I I'm actually trying to find someone to help me with a little bit of the admin and if they've got the experience maybe with the editing and the post-production stuff at the moment I'm looking to get a uh, support on that because um, I wanted to do it initially because I wanted to develop the skills and the understanding but equally it's it, when I am now interviewing people I know how long it takes to do things so right. I, I won't get like sort of blustered with people said oh it's going to take me 10 hours it won't take you 10 hours it'll take you four do you know what I mean it, it just yeah, means yeah. that you're you're able to be talked with a little bit more authority on that so yeah probably probably five or six hours a week it probably takes me to do uh two episodes yeah that's that's my experience as well so the point is that there is a time commitment here and I think people go into it unrealistic about that expectation the other thing is I'll mention that while I agree with you on one of the keys to to building a successful, however you measure it, successful podcast is that consistency. And I also release a weekly episode. I do believe though, that what might be more realistic for you listening is to do seasons or topics and package them that way. And that might make best sense. Or you might decide to do a season of episodes or, or a series of episodes and that's all you want to create for now because you're going to leverage that content in different ways in your marketing or to help educate your, your audience or your clients. So there's all kinds of different ways that you can tackle this, right? I, I would suggest to people that your, your primary objective should not necessarily be, I want to get to a million downloads a month. First mm -hmm. of all, that might not be realistic. I hope you get there, but, but it's, there's a lot more than you can do with podcasting than having that be as your goal. But let's talk about, let's uh, summarize, if, uh, Mark, about monetizing, because that's such a, a big topic. And I think where a lot of the misunderstandings and misconceptions uh, are or come from, I think people might be sometimes delusional and thinking, I'm going to start making money on the podcast from day one. That hasn't been my experience. I don't think it's yours. But let, let me just summarize what I have found to be the potential opportunities for monetizing a show. One is what's most traditional is sponsors, and I've done that. And so that's an opportunity to have another company that ideally, I mean, for me, I like it to be someone who sells something or offers a service that's relative and relevant to my audience, but that's not always the case. It could be anything. So they're paying you. Typically, they want to know what number of downloads that you have, but don't let that you know, talk you out of pursuing sponsors. I'll give you an example. One of the a sister podcasts that we had was called the how of car washing, because I was in the car washing business for a period of time with my partner, David begin. And we had a show there and it had a, a fraction of the downloads that my podcast, this podcast, the how of business has, but we were still able 
to land sponsors very early because we were so niche and we were the only, literally the only podcast serving that industry at the time. So we had a very active and engaged audience, even though it was small, it was where advertisers in that space wanted to be. So don't discount that. And don't think that it's always about your download numbers. Then there's affiliate relationships, which is really what I've been exploring more like the relationship that you and I have, where we have a marketing relationship for this course that you offer to help people start their show. And that's another way that you could have revenue generated through the podcast. And then I think the most realistic and the most effective, Mark, is use it to either support or promote or create opportunities for your own offerings, for your own products or services. Any additional thoughts there you have on, on monetizing that I didn't cover? So I agree with you 100% on what you've said, but there are other things that you can do uh, to monetize uh, coaching and courses. So if you're an expert in an area, you can coach people or you can do webinars. We're all a little bit webinared out, but that's still uh, an, an option for people to be able to do uh, courses. Um, uh, there's Patreon, uh, which is uh, sort of um, a way of, of of creators getting paid by supporters. And, and you, there's a Patreon website, which you can then generate uh, interest that way. Um, you can you could do merchandising um, if you start building a brand and that you could then do that. Also, something that we've not discussed is the potential of YouTube um, and the availability of being able to get downloads and likes and subscribers on YouTube, which generates income as well. Um, uh, you could be a professional speaker. You, you're, you're, you're pitching yourself as, a, as an expert, as someone knowledgeable in business, fishing, whatever, crypto whatever it is you can then get professional speaking gigs from 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 being that authority in that area so i agree with you those three that you mentioned are the primary ones but there's there's lots of ways you can you yep. can be able to produce uh, a, a revenue stream and i would say initially what you should be aiming for is a revenue stream to cover your costs if you're literally doing it and it's costing you no money for hosting platforms for advertising for your equipment whatever it is if you can cover that with with a sponsor or speaking gigs or youtube i think it's a really good way it's a really good starting point for people to have as their ambition yeah. not to be able to pay their salary that right. is totally unambitious uh, totally ambitious and and probably won't be achieved in the first year but there's lots of ways of being able to monetize it agreed agreed yeah those are great additional points thanks for sharing those and yeah that at least in, in my experience the first two years it really was until probably year two that i started being able to land sponsors to cover my costs so yeah it, it takes time and that's the point about making sure you're in this for the long term Otherwise, you're going to be disappointed if you think you're going to be able to monetize this from day one. Now, there are, there are exceptions. If you're a celebrity or you already have a ready-made audience and, and they're immediately going to follow you, then sure, that's different. But for the rest of us, that's typically not the case. All right. You spoke about courses. So I, I want to dive into that. Tell me about, and we have a special offer, and then we'll come back to some more topics about podcasting. But the podcast course that you offer, I believe is called the ABM, the Absolute Business Mindset Podcast Course. It's for all of the people that we just talked about, right? It's a broad range of people and backgrounds and reasons that come and join you for this course. 
but give me a high level of the content. First of all, it's a live course, right? And, uh, and, and they, you do that in, in a one live session. It's pretty intensive. It's a three yeah. hour focus session, but it's live with a limited number of students so that there's a lot of interactivity, correct? Exactly. So what I find is when I'm talking to people about this course, everyone just wants to know about equipment and monetization. Right, right. And they're just like, no, come on, just tell me that. I'm like, no, it's so much more. So what I try and do with people is take them on that end to end process of the podcast. So we talk about their idea, what they want their idea to be about. Uh, is it? We've talked about lots of different subjects. You can do it on anything. You, you really need to think about the demographics. Who is your ideal client? Then think about the style of the podcast. As I said, big having guests, solo stuff, having co-hosts, um, maybe just telling a story. And so we, I talk them through the different styles that you can do. And then we talk about the regularity of it, how regularly you should be doing it. And then really going into depth about the, the strategies that you can use to be able to market it through social media, word of mouth uh, and Google, which are the three main things at the moment where most people are generating most interest with their marketing is through those things. I'll repeat that social media, word of mouth and the google effect is massive so we talk you through that then we'll talk about pre-podcast decisions that you need to think about uh and then uh we then talk about launching there's a whole process about how you launch a podcast um and then we go a deep dive into the equipment um and uh and and then we talk about uh, the, the launch and then we go into monetization at the end so it's a real end-to-end -end course the feedback that I've been given from people is that they thought it was going to be a very um, like almost transactional you need to do a b and c but I with my background my understanding how I have structured and built my podcast it's there's so much more that you need to think about before you start going and those sorts of things about thinking about how you're going to launch, thinking about marketing strategies, thinking about key areas, where are you going to record? What's the idea? How's it going to evolve? Are you going to do guests? Are you going to do solo stuff? So for me, it's a, it's, it's an intense three hour session. You, there's a lot of interaction that I get with my, with my, uh, with the people who attend my course. And so hopefully you won't feel that you're not getting your money's worth because you're really getting me there present with you answering those questions or everything from the idea to monetization and equipment yeah it's, it's a great course obviously you know, you've become a student of podcasting as i have you have you're bringing to bear your experiences what you've learned by helping others launch their own podcasts you know you you get ideas from others and and so it's it's really infused with all of this knowledge to get you launched i think the thing that happens for us just like with any other business situation, we think about it, we think about it, and then we, we hide behind, oh, I need this equipment or I need that. And the truth is that, yes, you need to get some help. And this course is a perfect opportunity for that. You need to do some preparation and some thinking, which is what, what Mark will help you walk through and think through in this course. And then you just need to launch because there's no such thing as being perfect, which is what I have a tendency to do before we launch. You do want to get the basics, avoid some of the common mistakes that we have already learned but, but then you just need to launch. So let's talk about money. So the, this course that he offers on a regular basis, on a scheduled basis. And so I want you to go to the howabusiness.com to get the dates for the next enrollment. 
It usually offers this course for $5.99, but for the How a Business listeners, there'll be a special link on the page. It's $4.99. So that's an incredible opportunity to take advantage of this course that Mark has put has been tested and has put a lot of effort into, and that'll get you to that point where you can get launched. The other thing that I want to mention is after, for those who go through the course, there's going to be an opportunity to join a podcaster's mastermind, which is really valuable even beyond the initial course. That's, you know, that's what, as I mentioned, how Mark and I met, we belong to a mastermind. And that's a further opportunity to develop your skills as a podcaster. So that's the ABM or Absolute Business Mindset podcast course that Mark offers. Go to thehowabusiness.com for the next dates and the link to enroll to get the special price on this course. If, if this conversation we've had here has helped you get to the point where you're ready to move forward, this is where I recommend you go next to get the information, the knowledge, the skills that you need to get launched. All right, let me touch on a couple of things that we haven't covered yet, and then we'll, we'll summarize and close the episode, Mark. I want to go back to what makes for a good show. You know, you and I have this discussion often. We talk about it on this podcast mastermind that I keep referring to that we both belong to. I'm going to rattle off some things. And then I want you to tell me if there's anything you think I'm missing or just your thoughts on that. But, and these are no particular order, but effective storytelling. So I think that when a show is engaging uh, and entertaining, you're telling good stories, at least at some point throughout the conversation. It needs to be entertaining and engaging. So think about that. Most people are consuming podcasts while they're doing something else, working out, walking, driving, whatever it might be. And I know as a listener of podcasts, my mind wanders. So keep that in mind that, that you have this audience out there that's doing other things at the same time and we need to be entertaining. I believe good audio quality, a base good audio quality. It doesn't have to be professional level, but it needs to be good enough. I think that's important. And, and the stats and, and the information I've read from other experts would agree with that. You have to have, as you pointed out, and part of what you help them in the course is identifying who your audience is going to be and the importance of niching down. So that audience, keeping that audience in mind is critical. And then you talked about it as well, Mark, the consistency. So while I do believe that you can leverage podcasting to do a series of episodes or a season, if that's what makes better sense for you, there's no doubt for me that one of the keys to my success with my show has been that I consistently show up every week with just the exception of week of Thanksgiving and the week of Christmas, every Monday, there's a new episode from me. What else would you add to that list of what makes for a good show? I just want to recap on a couple of those points, which I think are so critical in everyone. So everyone should be listening to consistency. Absolutely. We've talked about that a couple of times, but storytelling, uh, entertaining and educating, I think are super important. You've got to be entertaining. It has to be of interest to people and not every podcast has to be education. Uh, but I do think there there is a lot of scope for people to be able to learn things from podcasts. And that's one of the main ways that people uh, consume podcasts is either they want to be entertained or they want to be educated. But that whole point of storytelling, it you're a master at it, Henry. You really are. You do great questions. You do great summaries 
and it's been great listening to your technique and your style because I think everyone that that is wants to start a podcast you have to develop your own style that works for you and works for your audience as well so um, I think they are super important that people need to think about and having that voice, working out what your voice is, what your style is. Are you are you more research based? Are you uh, are you someone that just because I, I was I was listening. I think it was Larry King. I think I heard recently he never used to prepare anything for his interview. He just knew the guest who they were and what they were, what their interest or what their expertise was. But he wanted to be amazed just like the audience were on, on that podcast, that interview that he was doing. So there are lots of ways of being able to do it. It can be conversational. It can be more focused on the guest, whatever it is style that you want to produce, but it does need to include storytelling and it needs to either be entertaining or educational or both. Yeah, great points. And thank you for that. I appreciate that. And, and the point about the voice is so important. I think that I hear a lot of times people wanting to be like someone else to imitate someone else. And uh, while we certainly that's one of the ways that we learn, we have to find our own voice. And we have to we have to trust that there will be enough people out there that will connect with us because we're being authentic or as authentic as possible. So that's that is critical. You know, I, I bring to my show my sensibilities, you bring to yours, yours, and that's why we can each be successful, even though we're doing very similar episodes and shows focused on business. Yeah, but yeah. there's room for individual voices and points of views. Um, and then you talked about you talked about Larry King, who has passed, but I think Larry King, uh, as much as he got a little off uh, track as in his older years, I think he was a brilliant uh, asker of questions, a brilliant interviewer. And he is one guy that I study on learning how to ask good questions, which is another key thing that you'll need to get better and better at. And you will, as you, as you progress in doing podcasting, let me tell you this. If I go back and listen to my first 50 episodes, I cringe, right? Yeah, so don't use that as an excuse. That's to, you know, in summary here, for me, it's about get the education that you need. You're listening to this episode this far because this is of interest to you. Take advantage of this course that we have the opportunity to partner with Mark on and get a special price on and make that investment. We didn't get into the details on equipment, but I'm going to have on the show notes page, I'll list out my equipment that I use currently. But I can tell you that right now I have a fancy microphone because it looks good. It's called, I call it a vanity microphone. <laughs> But I started with a microphone that was, well, now sells for about a hundred bucks. I, um, you know, have good internet connection, but that's, you know, that's basic. Hopefully you already have that at home. I use Zoom for my interviews. I have a, a, a boom that holds the microphone in place that might, that was under a hundred dollars as well. So for a couple of hundred dollars, and then there were some hosting fees and we'll get into the details of that in the course, but I'll list out on the show notes page for this episode at the howabusiness.com the equipment that I use. That's not what should keep you from getting launched. It's all of the other things that we talked about. And it's about getting all of the other information that you can get from this course to avoid some of those mistakes to get you there faster and more successful. So do, do you know what? There are two things that uh, I think um, 
are the biggest barriers for starting a podcast. First one is procrastination. Yeah. You I might do analysis paralysis. You might overthink it. You might practice for, for three years or whatever it is. So I think procrastination is a massive factor on people not doing a podcast. And the other common mistake is doing 10 episodes and then never doing any more. Right. And right. so those two, for me, on my experience of working with people and doing my own podcast, they're the two big blockers for people they might be really enthusiastic and record six episodes which is what i suggest for the podcast launch but then they'll only release 10 and then lose interest or whatever so these are the two killers that are stopping people from either starting or continuing and having a successful podcast yeah i agree i i see the same thing the only thing i would add in addition is people being afraid of their own voice. And I mean that in various ways, meaning literally the sound of my voice or, and by the way, no one likes the sound of their voice. It takes, it takes time to get used to hearing your own voice. So everybody has that challenge. And, but also meaning it from the point of view of who cares about what I have to say. So that imposter syndrome that can come in. So just keep in mind that if you're authentic and you're talking about a subject that you're passionate about, of course, it helps if you've got some knowledge or if you go get some knowledge or you bring on people who have that knowledge. That's the other right. reason we bring on guests and you're yeah. authentic to your voice and your point of view, then that's what people will connect with. Not everybody. We're not, and not everybody's going to like us. We're just looking for our tribe. Yeah, I would totally agree. All right. Uh, where can people go to find out more about you? I want them to go to the howabusiness.com to find out about the, the special, but if they want to learn more about your podcast, where should they go? Um, so you can uh, go to, so I'm active on LinkedIn. So you can find me on LinkedIn and connect with me on there. Um, I also have a website, absolutebusinessmindset.com, which talks um, about my podcast. It talks about my podcast guest business, which we haven't covered, but there's a business that has spawned out of podcasting with that. And equally my course as well uh, that I do for helping people start. So absolutebusinessmindset.com or reach out to me on LinkedIn. Thank you, Mark. And thanks for sharing your, your insights and your knowledge and this special offer on the course and for being with me today. Absolute pleasure, Henry. It's been, it's been brilliant. This is Henry Lopez, and thanks for joining me on this episode of The How of Business. My guest today, again, was Mark Hayward. We release new episodes every Monday morning, and you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or at our website, thehowofbusiness.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The How of Business. For more information about our coaching programs, online courses, show notes pages, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofbusiness.com.